Welcome to Force for Growth Live. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. Happy Wednesday. And be sure we are about to make some changes. So be sure you are following us at Force for Growth is the screen name on Instagram and Facebook. So be sure you are following us over there. And thank you for tuning in. We got a big day today. It is. Yeah. What do you want to do? <laughs> what, is, what are you hump over your hurdle? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's a Wednesday, big topic. Courtney? It is Wednesday, you guys. And our very subject is us humping over our hurdle. That's why you just witnessed that. Uh, so hashtag hump over your hurdle. So our theory on hump over your hurdle is get whatever you're putting off, whatever you're scared of, get it done and out of the way so that you can fuel yourself to get everything else. So what one thing can you do that makes everything else on your list easier? That's your hurdle. So that's, it's hump day. So in tradition, hump over it. Hashtag hump over your hurdle. Today, we're going to tackle a topic that needs to be talked about. We haven't talked about it. We like to keep things positive and uplifting, but this is pretty important. We got to dive into some of these serious topics because they're important to deal with. Yes. This is one of these episodes that if we reach just one person, and one person listens to what we're talking about and takes action, it would make this whole broadcast worth it since we started. Not just this broadcast, All of but them. the entire show up to this point, worth it. Yes. So if you're listening, please pay attention. Today we're going to be talking about addiction. Mm -hmm. And please share it. You don't have to share it to somebody publicly. You can send it in a private message. But if you think it might help, go ahead and follow your gut and please share it to them. For sure, for sure. It's their choice if they want to listen. So I think one of the most common addictions is alcohol. And I'll start with my story a little bit. I've always been terrified, not just scared, but terrified of being addicted to something. I've had friends who were addicted to hard drugs when I was younger. I've had friends who overdosed when I was younger. And seeing that, just really just scared me to the point to where when I have a surgery or something major happens to me now that I don't take the hard painkillers because I'm scared of them. I'm scared to get addicted. I'd rather deal with the pain and deal with the discomfort than to start popping pills three times a day for whatever. So, and I'm always very cautious. Am I drinking too much? Am I doing this too much? Am I doing that too much? Yeah. Thank you, Ricardo. I, I am on the front line of this in my life right now. I'll be transparent. I have struggled with this for about the last decade. I've been doing wildly better in the last handful of years. And I've lost many loved ones due to addictions of various kinds. And as well, I am one you hear about, it's in your genes, right? Well, if you look at my grandparents, three out of the four actually probably died from alcohol. That's That was the final factor. And so there's a lot I have studied. I dive into the research on, you know, how does this affect my genes? How does this affect me hereditarily? How does this affect me by my environment? And that's a whole nother one. You know, I, I witnessed a lot growing up, a lot. And as it took it took really drastic and dramatic moments in my life to point out that certain things are not okay. That's not normal. And so I could go on and on about details about my last many years, but the bottom line is, what are you running from? 
And you don't have to say this out loud because it is scary. What are you hiding from? What are you running from? What are you trying to escape? And we have to have these real, extremely difficult conversations that we avoid for years. But it holds the key to learn more. It holds the key. You might, you know, you've helped me a lot with one situation, Ricardo, where I am still kind of trying to figure out the root cause, but I've discovered so much more just looking that demon in the eye and regress memories of things that happened in my childhood that I'd forgotten about, you know, and so when it's a, when the student's ready, it will appear. Well, it's not always saying it'll be rainbows and sunshine, what appears to you, right? As you have these realizations, but it's a big deal and it's changed my life. And I feel like in 2021, 2020, a lot of people made really good progress and they stepped back. And we don't have to do that as society. And there are solutions and they can absolutely turn your life around. And I don't care how many years you've been on this path. You have what it takes. You absolutely have what it takes to turn it around. You can heal your body from the toxins. You can heal your mind from the poison. You can heal yourself from the lies you tell yourself. So just there's a way. There's a way out. Okay. There's a way out. And if I could just get this message to that girl five years ago that it will be okay. All of this was worth it. All the pain was worth it. You know, I just wish I can hand that feeling over a piece to someone else, but I can't do that. I, I can guide you to it and I can tell you what worked for me. So yeah. 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 And we have the number right here. It's going to be down in the description of this podcast. If you need help, with any kind of substance abuse, you can call 1-800-662-4357. I think one of the biggest issues here, especially when you see someone going through something or you're going through something yourself, is identifying, acknowledging that you have an issue. Because we can just easily, I've seen people and I've seen friends, you know, from recently and old friends from growing up that would chalk it up to, oh, it's just a one-time thing. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, I can control it. That's the one that I always hear the most was, oh, no, I can control it. It's That's okay. When I was told a lot was, you've been doing so much better. You can have just one. Mm. No. Mm. You can type up alcohol abuse quiz, and it can help you identify if you have a problem with alcohol abuse. I'm not going to go through all the questions. There's about 11 here. I'm just going to go through one or two or three of them. Do you sometimes drink more than you plan to drink? Do you sometimes drink more than you plan to drink? When you're partying, it's easy to let that get away from you, right? Yeah. That's an easy one. Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried to quit drinking and were unsuccessful? That's a great one. Because yeah. you need to highlight and pay attention to the reasons that make you run back to it. That's yeah. what you need to heal, truly. That's a big one. How much time do you spend each week drinking? Mm. Every day? That could be a problem. Do you ever get an urge to drink or a craving for alcohol? How easy does I just need a drink roll off your tongue? Why is that a simple solution in your brain? Oh, it does really roll off the tongue, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I just need a drink. 
That's an affirmation oft- over time. It is. It is. Do you often miss work or school or obligations at home due to drinking? Has your drinking negatively affected your social or family relationships? Have you given up hobbies or activities you used to enjoy? Does your drinking ever put you in dangerous situations? Has drinking caused you any persistent health problems? Does alcohol still give you the same feeling? That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point, it doesn't give you the same feeling. It's not that, oh, I'm excited and it's time to party. It's like, it just kind of drowns out every emotion that you have. Mm-hmm. And the last one is when you go without alcohol, do you get withdrawal symptoms? It's a big one to study what the initial withdrawal symptoms are because so many people feel those and they think they're normal because they don't know what general wellness is. Because, and I'll say it because you spend most of your life drunk right now, yeah. you don't know what it is to feel good because your equilibrium is so much lower than it could be, if that makes sense. But it's, How much courage does it take to step up to someone and say something about this, Courtney? What do you think? As in approach somebody else that has yeah. a problem? It takes yeah. immense courage. I mean, it's it's not going to be well-received. I'd say there's a, under 1% chance it's going to be well-received. You, you, you can't really, you can't have a full intervention with people like this. You have to ask curious and loving questions and keep asking curious and loving questions. And what that means, very simply, make sure they know that you love them. You mean where you're coming from with this, but as well, just a curious question that makes them dive deep. You know, uh, I mean, a handful of the ones Ricardo just read to us are those curious, loving questions. And you need to let them marinate it on, on them themselves. Like if you're sitting down to have a conversation, especially surrounding them with 10 people that they love that are all there for the same mission, it's, it's, they're on the defensive. Like, are you kidding me? They go into survival mode right away on the defensive. Like, what do you mean this? And so it's something you can't plan to have one conversation about. It's not one comment and they wake up. It's asking loving, curious questions and they keep going down the rabbit hole and keeping that door open that this person can come and talk to you. You know, it's not, if you come, the folks, that told me it was an issue in this and were so harsh. I don't want to open up to them when I'm struggling. I don't want to open up to them when I'm making progress. I don't want to call them and tell them how proud of myself I am that I'm doing a good job. That door is shut, you know, whereas if you keep it open, you can be loving and curious and just help hold their hand. You can't do it for them. You can't. And to the People who have lost people in their life, it's not your fault. You, There's no telling that you would have been able to stop them. And that breaks my heart to say out loud. Like, I hate saying that. But it's true. It's, it's with every addiction, you guys. So, I mean, the lesser addictions, it's everything you had mentioned earlier. Okay. Get myself composed. So bring it back to how you're saying the feeling isn't the same anymore. Uh, for example, uh, cigarettes are one that they've done scientific studies on that the 
I don't know. That's one that I guess people will say like, oh, I do to give me energy or make me relax. There's all kinds of reasons, just like alcohol, right? Like, oh, have a drink, you know, get more energy, whatever. Like we'd use it for all these different reasons. So when those reasons are open and you fast forward 20 years after you started the habit, you're chasing that same feeling you got the first time you did the drug or the first time you smoked that or the first time you had that drink. So for example, if you smoked with the cool kids in high school to feel included, your brain has linked that and anchored that to feeling connected and included. So that's what you're after. Granted, you're never your body never responds the same after that first time. It doesn't. And so we tell ourselves we're getting these vices and these, you know, gaps in our life filled in with this substance. And really you're not, it's just, you've developed a ritual that gives you time. You just happen to be doing a bad habit during it, you know, but it's not the consistent drinking that lets you let loose. It's a ritual with yourself every night to do something when you get home. So it's, it's really unraveling it all. And it's a big, it's overwhelming. Like there's no other way to say it. It's a lot. It's do as much as you can every day. And then, but. But forgive yourself and stop. And that I'll hand it to you right after this, Ricardo. One thing, um, Libby Jackson, I've talked a lot about it. Dear friend, you got to stop putting the weight of the rest of your life on your shoulders today. You just have to get through the next 24 hours. Feels a lot less weight on the shoulders. And then celebrate, repeat, celebrate, repeat. You got to stop putting the entire weight of the rest of your life, never having something again on this moment. It's not strong enough yet. You're building your strength. Day by day. Yes. If you're ready, if you want to face that battle, you got to do it for yourself. You got to do it for yourself. I haven't seen anybody battle any kind of addiction for somebody else successfully. You have to be ready and willing and brave enough to do it for yourself, not for somebody else. That's the only way that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. You got to be brave enough to have that conversation with yourself and say, hey, these questions that Ricardo just read off, and I know I read them all because once we got going, I was like, well, might as well throw them all out there. They were good ones. But when when you think about those questions, you're like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. It might be time to have that conversation with yourself. And maybe these questions that I read out to you is the prompt for you to go have that conversation and you can do um alcoholic test quiz on google and it'll pop it up and it's multiple choice and it'll spit out an answer for you mm-hmm. and again if you need help with this if you need help for somebody you can call 1-800-662-4357 yeah just give them a call and ask them to send over the resource packet you know like there there's you are sitting on so many resources. The fact that you keep telling yourself you're alone in this, you're lying to yourself. Like that is the whole purpose of this episode is just to highlight you are not alone. You might be sitting in a room alone, but you have at your fingertips people who could tell you how they got out of their darkest hole of their entire life and how, you know, they tripped back into it later thinking they were all healed, right? Like you you got to have the courage to open your mouth and you don't have to get on live TV and be like, Oh, Hey, like we are here. Can you tell one person? Can you tell one person that you trust and be honest with them that, Hey, I have a problem. I need you to know this. I need you to know I'm starting journey to work on this. 
do you have any feedback for me? And if you're courageous enough to ask those questions, you're already farther along on the healing journey than it appears. But just the power of calling a buddy and saying, hey, Ricardo, this is going on. I just need to talk it out with you right now. Do you have two minutes? (laughs) They're not going to say no. And if they are the type that's going to judge you, that's not your tribe. And that's a big part of social... I go to social studies right now in this day and age is how many friends do you have based off your addiction Mm. that wouldn't be there unless a bar was involved or a drink was involved. And if you have some on your list, maybe, you know, you don't have to cut them off right away. You don't have to cut them off forever, but look at adding some more people into your rotation, connecting with new souls. Yeah. Reminds me of the story about um, the guy that was stuck in the hole. There's a guy that fell into a, a hole, right? And he couldn't get out. He couldn't get out. He couldn't get out. And people kept on walking by, walking by, and he's asking for help, and no one can help him get out. And then one of his friends comes by and says, and sees him down there, and he jumps right in without any hesitation. The minute that the guy in the hole asks for help, he jumps right in, and the guy says, what is wrong with you? Why did you jump in? Why are you down here with me? And he's like, because I've been in this hole before and I know the way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People want to help. People want to help. They want to share with you their wisdom. But if you don't have the courage to open up your mouth and tell yourself you have a problem or tell somebody else the honest truth, it's going to stay exactly where it is or worse yeah. or and worse. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter how far out you think you are either, how far gone you think. I'm too far. I'm too deep into this to get help from anybody. That's not true. That's you not true. You got a heartbeat. You got a purpose. Rhonda Bird Parker, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, you're, not, you're never too far gone to get help to battle this as long as you're ready. You have to be ready willing and able to step up and do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we touched a little bit on alcohol, smoking. What else, Courtney? Yeah. Oh, on the smoking, I did want to bring up. So we've been talking a lot about how we breathe. Okay. So when you breathe through your nose, it's nice and calm. It's how your body is supposed to breathe When you and through your diaphragm. When you breathe through your mouth, you put yourself in fight or flight mode. So I did make that note for anyone who, uh, I don't know, just the people who are like, oh, when I have my cigarette, it gives me a little energy rush. Yeah, because it's putting you in fight or flight mode. (laughs) I would hope it would increase your energy. So just know that if your addiction involves your physiology and how you breathe, it's it's not the drug that's doing it to your body. It's literally you causing a spike of adrenaline. So that one made me laugh. I thought that was uh, worth sharing. And then Tony Robbins always talk about talks about with uh, cigarettes, like if anyone steps somewhere and like just breathes for five minutes, we'd all feel relaxed. So maybe try that. Just don't stick something in your hand while you're doing it. So I thought those were great and worth sharing. Um, addiction to well, the ones I wrote down, so addiction to food, addiction to sex, addiction to approval, these are all shock will work. And there's a lot of just so many different types of addiction that it it can be solved by you sitting still. 
And I do mean things like food and uh, other people's opinions. And I mean, so you're filling your time with these activities because you're hiding something from yourself. So just have the courage to sit down and really look it in the eye and be like, what is going on? Give me the honest rundown, higher self, you know, and just truly ask. But um, the addiction to approval, that that one, the hands aside from alcohol, I mean, that one has changed my life more than anything because I'm no longer addicted to what people think about me. Yay. And I feel free for the first time in my life. So I just want to throw that out there as well. Thank you, Sean Murphy. That is one of yours. I think that's the key. We want freedom from these addictions. We're not trapped. I think when you get into it, you're trapped. Yeah. I know that there was a time where I thought that I was going down that spiral. I was drinking way too much. A lot of these questions I would probably answer yes to. And I was just like, okay, I need to stop. I need to stop. The good thing is that I was able to stop. And I know a lot of people can't just stop. And I do appreciate that. I do appreciate the fact that I was able to just be like, okay, let me just go do something else. Let me just start hanging out with some different people and go do something different. And maybe for some of you, this is all you need to hear. For others, you need to go a little bit deeper and do more insightful work and get additional help or maybe go somewhere. If you're a vet, there's tons of resources for this for you to get help. Yes. A ton of resources. Mm -hmm. If you're a vet, go get help right now. You can get help for anything. Mm -hmm. And especially vets, reach out to us. Um, I'm not saying we know the resources directly. But we, we have some buddies who know quite a lot um, if you do need help and you are a veteran. Yeah, yeah. Vets can definitely get a lot of help. And civilians, too. Pick up the phone and get some help. Mm -hmm. Again, the number to get help with some addiction with addiction is 1-800-662-4357. Pick up the phone. Make that call. If you're listening on the audio version, it'll be down in the description. Yes. I think that's it, Courtney. I think so. Okay. A very somber episode today. I know. I we didn't know. We were both really nervous before this one began because we didn't know where we were going with it. So a little I, bit, but it's been weighing on. It's been weighing that we need to use this platform as a force for good. Yeah. I'm right. Glad we addressed it. Yeah, changing growth isn't always feel good, positive, uplifting, and exciting. Yeah. So well. Happy. Let's see. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday with our five for growth bit. Yes. And so audio listeners, be sure to catch that. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to forceforgrowth.com and find us on the Apple podcast. And that is where you will see those episodes and they're extra juicy. And then we'll see you on Wednesday, um, ah, Friday for a Friday fun day. <laughs> yes. We'll be back on Friday, guys. Bye. Bye.